Now open your Bibles then to 1 Samuel chapter 13. I want to study the, uh, this life of Saul with you. Saul, the king of Israel. Si Saul ay naging first na king ng bansang Israel. Dati wala silang hari. May mga prophets, may mga judges. Pati si Samson, isang judge. Si Deborah, si Gideon, yung mga judges yan. But uh, eventually, nag-cry out ang mga Israelites to the Lord for a king. Sabi nila, yung mga kapitbahay, yung mga ibang bansa dyan around, lahat sila may king at parang successful naman ng bansa nila. Da- dapat may king din tayo. So actually, may balak talaga ang Lord to give Israel a king. Pero ang balak ng Panginoon is yung king is siya. Siya ang hari. Ang, ang gusto ng ni Lord is siya ang king of all kings. Siya yung pinakahari. Okay? Ang balak ng Panginoon para sa kanyang mga tao is not democracy, na lahat ng tao ay mag-vote. <laughs> Hindi yan ang balak ng Panginoon. Ang balak ng Panginoon is siya ang maging hari. And whatever he says, he's the Lord. But the people of Israel said, we want a king. Yung katulad ng mga ibang bansa. So they cried out for a king. Edi sabi ng Panginoon sa kanila, eh kung makakaroon kayo ng king, eh makakaroon kayo ng buwis. May taxes. And then, your sons will be forced to serve in the military. At marami pang mga disadvantages. Pusigay sila. They said, oh no, 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 we want a king, we want a king. So eventually, sabi ng Panginoon, sige, kung yun ang gusto mo, makikita mo, it's not good. So sige, makakaroon din kayo ng king. But the Lord wanted a king na yung king ay para siyang uh, shepherd's heart. God wanted that if there's a king, a leader should also recognize na hindi pala siya shepherd lang, but he's also a sheep. Alam mo tayo bilang mga leaders, you're a shepherd of the sheep, but ikaw din, you're a sheep na rin. At may shepherd ka. Sino si? Sino shepherd? Sino good shepherd natin? Si Jesus. So God wanted that, okay, you're a king, pero meron kang king. Higit pa sa'yo, na si God ang king. Now, now they got King Saul. So Samuel, si Samuel ang pinaka-prophet, siya yung talagang nagtutrust and obey kay God. Si Samuel, nag-anoint niya si, si Saul bilang king of Israel. And so, we take up this story in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 13. If you look at verse 7, si Saul ay naging hari ng uh, Israel at yung kanilang uh, kalaban ng mga Philistines. Did you know Goliath, yung higante, ay isang Philistine? They're big people and they're fighting and they are uh, oppressing the Israelites. So yung mga people of God, kahit na may king na sila, and yung king is malaki siyang tao at parang military siya, but actually the people of God are still not that sure. Sumusunod sila sa kanilang hari ng parang alanganin. Sumusunod sila ng parang pilit. So sabi ni King Saul, sige, let's go to war. Let's go to fight. Eh, yung mga ibang uh, Israelites, ayaw sumama. Nagtago sila, nagbackslide sila, kalat sila. Yung ibang na sumama kay Saul, parang natatakot pa. Sumusunod sila, pero natatakot actually. So they're not, yung, yung, kumbaga yung leadership ni Saul ay hindi gaano ka solid. Ikaw ba bilang leader? Sumusunod ba ang mga volunteers sa iyo nang natatakot pa, nang alanganin? Yung iba, nagbabackslide ba, nagahide 
Nagla-low self-esteem ba? So habang nagtuturo ako tungkol sa buhay ni Saul, dapat iniisip nyo rin na how is this applying to our leadership today? Okay? Dahil si Saul ay leader, ikaw din ay leader. Okay? So in verse 7 of 1 Samuel 13, it says the Hebrews crossed and so forth and all the people were following and trembling. Natatakot sila. So, others are not involved. Others are not uh, confident. In verse 8, let me just share with you the story. Verse 8 hanggang 14. Sino ba pwedeng uh, basahin ang chapter 13 verse 8 hanggang uh, 11. Okay, you got a Tagalog or something, you want to read verse 8 until 11. Volunteer, ready? Tagal nyo And they were standing to run off and leave him. Saul waited their seven days, just as Samuel had ordered him to do. But Samuel did not come. Finally, Saul commanded, Bring me some animals so we can offer sacrifices to please the Lord and ask for his help. Saul killed one of the animals and just as he was pl- placing it on the altar, altar, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to welcome him. What have you have done? Saul, uh, Samuel asked. Saul answered, My soldiers were leaving in all directions, and you didn't come when you were supposed to. The Philistines were gathering at Mish, Mish, Mask. Mask. Okay, what Pink read was in verse 8. Here's the thing. L- let me give you the background. Sabini Samuel, the prophet of God, Sabinya, you have to wait for me. Okay? May sinabi ng leader sa iyo ng ganoon? Wag kang kumilos ha, wait for me. Wait for me. Don't kasi si Samuel ang appointed, siya yung may responsibility to offer the sacrifice, the burnt offerings. So sabi ni Samuel kay Saul, wait for me. Anong sabi niya? Wait for me. Wait for me. sa palagay niyo? Nag-trust and obey ba si Saul? Hindi. How many days did Samuel say? Sabi ni Samuel, wait for me seven days. Seven days. Darating ako, ako ang bala dun sa sacrifice. You wait for me. So sabi ng leader ni Saul, na si Samuel, wait for me. Well, seven days passed. Hindi pa dumating si Samuel. Ang usapan is seven days. E seven days pass, wala pang Samuel. So nagpanik na si Saul. Sabi niya, eh, paano to? Wala naman si, si Samuel. So he took the chance to offer it himself. Dapat siya mag-offer? Hindi. Dapat hindi. Bawal yun. So he offered the sacrifice and the burnt offerings na hindi siya authorized doon gumawa siya ng isang bagay na wala siyang authority to do that. Walang nakapagsabi sa kanya, you can do that. In fact, ang usapin is, you cannot do that. That's not your job. That's not your role. You wait for me. But 
because of reason, sabi niya, the people are leaving me. Na nakukonfuse na yung mga tao, the people are leaving me at wal, wala ka pa. So mayroon siya mga reasons, mayroon siya mga, mga understanding na sarili. And then he blames shift. Siya, sinisisi pa si Samuel. Eh wala ka pa naman eh. Hindi ka pa dumating. Tapos umaalis yung mga tao. Ay, wala akong choice. Oh, nagdi-defend na ang sarili niya. Siya pang may kasalanan pero sinisisi niya yung leader niya. Kasi hindi ka, di ka dumating. That's why ginawa ko yan. How many of you do that sometimes? Sinisisi mo pa yung leader. Nasabi mo, sabi ng leader, this is how you should do it. And then, you don't, you don't obey, you don't follow the instructions. And then when your leader will correct you, you will say, eh kasi, i-blame mo pa yung leader. Eh kasi tita, wala ka naman eh. Tinext kita, wala namang, wala namang sagot. Kaya, tapos yung mga tao, mga volunteers. How many of you sometimes have your own reasons and you blame shift? when you disobeyed the instructions and you did what you're not supposed to do or you did not do what you were told to do. Saul dito. So over here in verse 12, sinabi niya, I forced myself <laughs> and offered the burnt offerings. I forced myself. Ayoko sana, pero wala akong choice. I just have to force myself. And then over in verse 13, let's read this verse 13 together. Kahit anong translation mo. Let's read verse 13. Ready? Go. And Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God with which He commanded you. For then the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Wow. Ganda ng boses natin. Pero sabi ni Samuel kay Saul, you have not done and kept the commandment. Now, nasa heart ni Samuel, as ni Saul, ang nasa heart niya is, I'm doing the best. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my role. I'm trying to make it happen. So, sa side niya, ang pagtingin niya sa sarili niya is, kinagawa naman yung responsibilities niya. But you know what Samuel said to him? You have not obeyed. Akala mo nag-obey ka, akala mo nagtatrust and obey ka, but you have not. You have not kept the commandments of the Lord. And he said, the Lord would have established your kingdom. Maging leader ka sana, but now the Lord will take it away from you and look for another man who really will follow the Lord with all his heart. Now, okay, we're going on. Are you learning something so far? Now, over in verse 19, we're going on. And this is another, ex- uh, well, just to give you, yung, yung recently, na yung story, until now, Saul is not obeying. He's not obeying his leader. But he thinks he's obeying. Do you think you're obeying your leaders? Do you think you're following instructions? Wait for seven days. He just did what he's not supposed to do. He did not follow instructions. 
And after he did that, chat, exacto, dumating si Saul. Eh, Sam, si Samuel. Dumating naman si Samuel. A little bit, little bit behind schedule maybe. Palagay ko, sinadya niya just to test kung talagang mag-o-obey. Minsan, nagtatest ang leaders. Nagtatest sila sa atin. Our leaders sometimes will test us to see kung hanggang saan ka mag-o-obey. So right when he did the thing that is not following instructions, biglang dumating na yung leader niya. And sabi niya, eh kasi, 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 the people, ikaw, you know what, don't ever blame your leader. You're gonna be in bad trouble if you do that. You know why? Because when you do that, you're actually, somehow you're blaming God. And you're taking the responsibility off yourself. Sabi ng Panginoon sa kanya, you have not obeyed. Akala mo nag-obey ka, but you're not. Minsan, ang tingin natin sa sarili natin is, it, okay naman yung puso ko eh. Ginagawa ko naman yung best ko eh. But the question is always, have you obeyed the instructions or not? Okay? Now, over in verse 19, the Bible says there was no blacksmith. Walang bla- yung blacksmith, siya yung, yung tagagawa ng mga metal works. Tagagawa ng mga espada, mga sword and spears. And there was no blacksmith in all of the land of Israel. Imagine, buong bansang Israel, walang gumagawa ng mga swords, ng mga weapons. Because the Philistines, ayaw ng mga Philistines na may weapons sila. Okay, so... Lahat sila, mga warriors, fighting giants, eh wala naman silang swords. Anong gamit ni David para lumaban kay Goliath? Slingsha, wala naman siyang sword. But after he killed Goliath, kinep niya yung sword. And you know what? The sword of Goliath, naging kaisa isang sword in the whole land of Israel. Eh hawag-hawag pa ni, ano, ni Jonathan, yung anak ni Saul. But the point is, what is a sword sa Bible terminologies? Do you know what is a sword? Do you know what a sword really means sa symbolism ng Bible? What's a sword? The blank of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Okay, that's right. The Word of God. The sword, after you put on the whole armor of God, take up the blank of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit, which is the blank of God. The Word of God. So, in the whole land of Israel, wala silang sword. Bakit? That means, in the whole church, there's no people holding their own Word of God. They're not able to use the Word of God for themselves. Imagine if you mga church members ay walang Bible. Darating sa cell group, darating sa, sa service na walang Bible. That's like what happens here. They don't have Bibles. They don't have the Word of God. They don't have a sword to fight with. The members of this church need a sword. They need the Bible. They need to have knowledge of the Word of God. Do you understand? So make sure you're equipping the people with the Word of God. Okay? They need to have the Word of God for themselves. Ang ginawa ng mga Israelites noon, they took their mga hoe, yung mga kanilang gardening tools, and they sharpened the, the axe and yung mga gardening tools. At yun ang naging weapons nila. 
and to sharpen their weapons, I mean their uh, garden tools, they had to even go to the enemies at nagbayad. Nagbayad sila sa mga Philistines to sharpen kasi, di ba, may mga umiikot na nagsisharpen ng saw, ng laga ng mga... So they had to pay the, the Philistines to sharpen their gardening tools. At yun ang ginamit nila for weapons. Na hindi dapat. Hindi dapat yung grass cutter is yung pang war. Pero that's, that's the only thing they have. Wala silang ibang choice. So yun ang ginamit nila sa fighting. But we need to have the Word of God in the hands of every believer. Okay, let's flip over to chapter 14 in verse 24. This is the next thing that Saul did which was wrong. Maraming palpak si Saul and I hope matututo tayo sa buhay ni Saul and we don't make the same mistakes. Dito sa chapter 14, ang ginawa ni Saul is nagsalita siya ng foolish. In fact, lumabas sa bibig niya isang curse isang parang pangako na hindi siya dapat mag-commit ng ganyan. Dahil hindi siya nag-consult sa leader at hindi siya nakikinig sa Panginoon. Okay? Ano bang dapat gagawin natin? Two things. Consult sa leaders and hear from God. Of course, hearing from God is first. Okay? Bilang leader, Tayo ang parang mga hari sa, sa ating ministry, sa ating uh, spiritual armies. You have to hear from God. Pangalawa, you have to consult with your leader. You don't just decide things ng alanganin. You don't just make foolish initiatives na hindi ka sure. So itong ginawa ni Saul sa verse 24, okay, meron silang parang uh, digmaan na kung saan na uh, so it says in verse 24, The men of Israel had been hard-pressed that day. Nahirapan sila. So Saul, uh, chapter 14, verse 24. Okay? Are you there? You there? Chapter 14, verse 24. Medyo nahirapan si Saul sa kanyang laban, sa digmaan. So he said, Cursed be the man who eats food until it is evening and I am avenged on my enemies. Okay? So sabi ni Saul, dapat curse kahit sino dito sa atin na kakain na na hindi patapos ang ating paggaganti. You understand? He, he's just, it's just a foolish thing. Nananalo naman sila. They're winning the battle. Things are gonna be alright. If you just trust God and follow, you're gonna have a, a victory. But Saul said, "Let there be a curse on any one of us, any person who eats na and parang kasi kung kumain ka after a battle, ibig sabihin parang tapos na, parang you're celebrating na. Okay, di ba celebration is good? Pero ayaw ni Saul ng celebration na masyadong aga. So he just made this thing. Now, wala si Jonathan, yung, kan, yung anak niya, wala siya dung, dung, nung time na yan, nung sinabi ni Saul, na cursed anyone who eats, who celebrates ahead prematurely. Well, wala si Jonathan, nung sinabi ni Saul yan. So hindi niya narinig yung, yung curse. 
And nung lumabas si Jonathan, kumain siya ng konting-konti lang ng honey. Nakita niya ng honey. He just tasted the honey. And then all the people were afraid because yung curse na punta na kay Jonathan. Dahil, dahil ganun lang, kumain siya ng konting honey. Yeah, tikim lang. And all the people were afraid because, nako, palpak na. But the point is, lumabas sa bibig ni Saul ng foolish decisions, foolish and unwise initiatives. Now hindi siya, he didn't hear from God about that and he did not consult Samuel about that. He's just making up his own decisions and they're not wise decisions. And it hurt the army of Israel. Sabi sa verse 29, Jonathan said, My father has troubled the land. See how my eyes have become bright because I tasted a little of this honey. I, I don't know kung nakasakit siya or what kay Jonathan. Pero may something na sumpa na pasakanya because of that curse of his father. Na hindi naman dapat. In verse 30, sabi ni Jonathan, How much better if the people had eaten freely today of the spoils of their enemy that they found? For now the defeat among the Philistines has not been great. Dahil sa foolish na ginawa ni Saul, sabi ni Jonathan, Yes, we have a victory. Panalo pa rin, pero hindi ganong kalakas ng impact. We could have won big. There could have been a big impact, a big major, major win. But because of the foolish initiatives, unwise decisions, not hearing from the Lord, not consulting His leader, parang by the grace of God, they're still winning, but sabi ni John, it's not, hindi ganong ka great. How many times in our ministry, yes, we still have a great weekend. Yes, people still get touched. Yes, the service goes on and we still win. But it's not as great as it should have been. It's not as strong impact as it could have been. Why? Because we have done some things that were lazy or unwise or we didn't hear from God. We didn't consult the leaders. Kanyang-kanyang vision, kanyang-kanyang work, hindi teamwork, hindi alignment sa, sa, sa vision. Yes, the grace of God and dun pa rin. Pero what if the victory is not that, that great? Okay? So that's another foolish thing na ginawa ni Saul. And then over here in verse 31 hanggang 35, Kung gusto niyo sa Bible, you can just mark a big square. Verse 31 hanggang 35. Uh, dito, ang ginawa ni Saul is just negligence. Alam mo, sa panahon na yan, they are not supposed to eat the animals na andudun pa rin yung blood. You understand? They don't, they're not supposed to eat yung, yung cow and goat and sheep na hindi pa na-drain yung blood. They cut the throat and drain all the blood out. Then they cook the animals and eat it. But what happened here, when they conquered the land, they, they, they got the spoils, yung kanilang spoils of war, the people started eating the food, yung mga animals, 
na andudum pa rin yung blood. Ibawal yun. Bawal sa kanila yun. The blood was still in the animals. And they're eating it. So eventually, nag-react yung mga tao. At nagsabi nila, hey, 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 this is wrong. We're sinning against the Lord by eating the animals with the blood still in it. Eh, sa kanilang gumising si Saul. Verse 33. Then they told Saul, Behold, the people are sinning against the Lord by eating with the blood. And he said, Okay, you have dealt treacherously. Roll a stone here. Give it to me. In verse 34, Tinuro ni Saul, Okay, ito yung big rock. Dito tayo mag, uh, magbubutcher yung mga animals and drain the blood para hindi tayo gagawa ng mga kasalanan by eating the meat na may, may blood. And then, verse 35, Saul built an altar to the Lord. Can you finish that sentence? It was what? Okay, dati-rati naggumagawa ng altar si Saul? Or first time? Bakit first time? Ilang taon na siya naging hari? Bakit ito na ang first na altar for the Lord? He's supposed to sacrifice. He's supposed to have altars a long time ago. He's supposed to teach and lead the people not to sin by eating the the blood. Ngayon lang siya nag obey. So let me tell you something. Here's the principle. Write this down. Delayed obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience ay hindi talagang obedience, kundi disobedience. Tama po ba? So, so far, ano natutunan natin? Sa chapter 13, verse 7 hanggang uh, hanggang 14. Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 7 hanggang 14. Ang natutunan natin is don't break the rules. Kahit na akala mo, it's okay lang. It's not okay. Sabi ng Panginoon sa kanya, you have not kept. Tapos, lumalabas siya ng mga reasons, mga dahilan, at mga blame shifting. So, yun nakikita natin yung failure sa buhay ni Saul bilang isang leader. He broke the rules. He did not follow instructions. Tapos, nag-blame shift at nag, uh, nag-de-defend ang ginawa, ginawa niya by reasons. In verse 19, the same chapter, verse, chapter uh, 13, verse 19 hanggang 23, we learn that the Word of God must be in the hands of every believer. The Word of God, the sword, should be in the hands of every believer. In chapter 14, verse 24... Hanggang 30. Anong natutunan natin? Don't do unwise initiatives. Hear from God. Consult your leader. And in verse 32, 1 Samuel chapter 14, uh, verse 
sabihin natin verse 31 hanggang 35 delayed obedience is actually disobedience and then we're gonna come all the way over here to chapter 15 ito na ang pinaka grabe na ginawa ni Saul Okay, if you look at chapter 15, somebody please read the uh, verse 3. Ito yung instructions ng Panginoon kay Saul. Paki read verse 3. Rizzy, make it really loud. Okay? Can somebody summarize? Ano ba ang instruction kay Saul? Patayin mo ang kalahati? Three-fourths? Lahat. 100% or 90? Okay, 100%. Tao ba? Papatayin ba ang tao? Mga hayop? Okay? Mga babae? Lalaki? Bata? Okay. Okay. Now, Let's go. Down a little bit farther, we can read what happened. Verse 4, hanggang, uh, we're going to start in verse 7. Can someone please read for me verse 7 and 8? Okay, go, Geoffrey, very loud. 7 and 8. Anong pangalan ng hari? Agag. Ano nangyari kay Agad? Namatay? Ano bang instructions ng Panginoon? Patayin. Nag-obey ba si Saul o hindi? Hindi. It says in verse 8, He took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. So, nag-obey ba siya ng konti? Yes. Actually, mostly nag-obey. But not all the way. Have you ever had na mostly nag-obey, but hindi lahat? Okay? Kanina, ang sabi ko is delayed obedience is disobedience. Let me give you another one. Partial obedience is disobedience. Partial. Part. Hindi buo. Partial. And dito, nag-obey si Saul, pero partial lang. And it says in verse 9, Saul and the people spared Agag and, ito pa, the best of the sheep and of the oxen and fatted calves and lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. So here's Saul, yung, yung pangit, yung talagang naka, yung nakakadiri, talagang pinatay lahat yan. But they did not destroy 
the good ones, the sheep, man, sayang eh. Siguro nag-reason din siya, sayang ito. Pwede pa tayong uh, mag-offer ng offering para kay God. Pwedeng siguro matutuwa si God sa ating efforts. Siguro nag-iisip sila ng mga reasons why they should do it their own way. But they're not following the instructions and the word of the Lord. They're doing it their own way. Akala ko mas maganda akala ko okay to. Alam mo, si Saul, this time he's be- because paulit-ulit, he doesn't follow instructions. And when you hear only, but do not do, the Bible says in James that you deceive yourself. If you're a hearer only, but not a doer of the word, paunti-unti nagiging deceived. And right now, Saul is already very deceived. He thinks his heart is right. But his heart is not right. He thinks he's obeying. But he's disobeying. It says in verse 11, Sabi ng Panginoon, I regret that I have made Saul king. For he has turned back from following me and has not, listen to the word of the Lord, has not performed my commandments. Okay? And then in verse 13, makinig kung gaano ka deceived na si Samuel, si Saul. And Samuel came to Saul, okay? And Saul said to him, Verse uh, 13, sabi niya, Blessed be you to the Lord, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. In verse 11, sabi ng Panginoon, He has not performed the commandment. This is the word of God. God says He has not performed the commandment. But in verse 13, Sabi ni Saul kay Samuel, Blessed be the Lord to you. I have performed the commandment. Ang, ang, ting, ang pagtingin sa sarili niya is, nag-obey naman siya. He really, mula sa puso, talagang he really believes he's obeying. He really thinks that he's, he's doing right. And Samuel said, verse 14, What then is this bleating of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Oh, ito na. Kasi sabi niya, I've performed the commandment of the Lord. What again was the commandment of the Lord? Patayin ang lahat. Pero ang ginawa ni Samuel, hindi niya ginawa. So, yeah, ang ginawa ni Saul is partial. Partial obedience. So, ang... I'm very, very proud pa siya mag-report kay Samuel, kanyang leader. Blessed be the Lord to you. I have obeyed the commandments of the Lord. I've done what the Lord has told me to do. Sabi ni Samuel, eh, ano yung tunog na yan? Sounds like sheep. Ba? Mo? Ano yun? Eh kung talagang sumunod ka, bakit may mga buhay pa? Sino yan? Haring, haring egag yata yun eh. 
E kung talagang sumunod ka, bakit? Verse 15, lalabas na yung mga excuses niya. Ito, verse 15. Saul said, Oh, they. Sino? Hindi I. They. Ah, sila. Sila kasi. Sila. They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people. Not me. Oh, the people. Not me. Hindi ako. Kasi yung mga members eh. Eh, sila. The people brought. And they spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Do you hear what he's saying? He's saying, oh, I, those sheep. Oh, those are the best. That's para kay God yun. Oh, we, the people, not me, not me. Sabi ko, kill all better. Sila, they brought that. And, but anyway, para kay God naman yan. Alam mo yung mga compromises? The bottom line is he didn't obey the word of God. He didn't follow instructions. Yes, he did some, but he didn't follow all the way. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. Going on. He said, for the people spared the best to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then verse 16, Samuel said to Saul, stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, speak. So, sinabi ni Samuel kay Saul, tanggal ka sa, tanggal ka sa bilang hari. Out ka na. Hindi ka talaga sumusunod. Ilang beses na. Tama na. The Lord has already canceled your destiny. You would have had a great throne. You would have been established in the ministry. You would have had a great kingdom ahead. But you just won't obey. And you just haven't learned to follow. Even after the Lord. And then in verse 20, still, in verse 20, still, ayaw tanggapin ni Saul yung malinya. Verse 20, Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Come on. Did he or did he not? No, he did not. Pero pinipilit niya, I've obeyed. Sumusunod naman ako. He says, I obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission which the Lord sent me and I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. Verse 21, blame shift nanaman. But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Now in verse 27, circle this, underline it, whatever. Verse 27, Sabini Samuel, K. Saul, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination or witchcraft and presumption is as iniquity 
and idolatry. Would somebody please read verse 22 and 23 in Tagalog? Sinabi ni Samuel, Akala mo ba'y higit na magugustuhan ni Yahweh ang handog at ha- hain kaysa pagsunod sa kanya? Ang pagsunod sa kanya ay higit na han- ang pagsunod sa kanya ay higit sa handog at ang pakikinig ay higit sa haing taba ng tupa. Ang pagsuway sa kanya ay kasinsama ng mangkukulam at ang katigasan ng uloy tulad ng Pagsamba sa Diyos Diyosan, pagkat sinuway mo si Yahweh, aalisin ka sa pagiging hari ng kanyang bayan. Okay? So the bottom line is, hindi talaga siya nag-obey. Kahit nag-obey siya ng, sa ibang areas, pero hindi siya nag-obey all the way. So remember these lessons. Uh, delayed obedience or partial obedience is hindi naman obedience disobedience pa rin yun. and sabi ng panginoon it's better you just obey rather than your sacrifice and i know guys sa atin bilang mga church workers we sacrifice a lot diba maybe we don't sacrifice burnt offerings mga hayop ganon but we sacrifice our time we give our offerings in our service come early stay late work 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 diba very committed ang, ang standard of, of, of workers at church. But you know what? Sinasabi pa rin ng Diyos sa atin, obedience pa rin ay higit pa sa sacrifice mo. Kahit na one whole week of work, nag-sacrifice ka, naghirap ka, puyat, wala kang tulog, wala kang, hindi ka kumain ng ilang beses dahil nagsasacrifice ka sa ministry mo, naglakad ka pa, pauwi. Pero ang sinasabi pa rin ng Panginoon is, mas gusto ko pa nag, nag-obey ka na lang. Trust and obey. And you follow the commandments of the Lord. That's better than all of your sacrifice. That you just obeyed what you were told to do. Now, ang tanong ko sa, sa atin, and I want to share with you from my heart, that's the Bible study. You can read chapters 13, 14, 15 of the book of 1 Samuel. You can read kung gaano ka nag-down si Saul. He started strong, but he finished weak. He started as a celebrated leader, great potential, anointed but because of compromise, compromise, he didn't take seriously the word of God. He did not follow exactly the instructions of his leaders. Down, 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 Sha. Until he's so deceived, he even thinks that his heart is right. He even thinks that his leaders are unreasonable. He deceived himself. He even thinks that his leaders don't know what they're talking about. Sayang. Sayang yung mga sheep. My leaders got the wrong vision. I know what's best. And ang pagtingin sa sarili niya is, I'm obeying naman. I'm doing, what, I'm doing right. But was he doing right? No. He was not obeying the Lord. 
And I want to share with you from my heart that sometimes in our team ministry, staff, worship team, kids workers, core, if you think of yourself as a core, I want you to know that bilang, bilang core leader ng church, the standards for you is higher than for the other members. Ang expectation from you is different than the other members. You're not the same. You are a leader, an influencer, a worker of the Lord. Iba ang standard, iba ang expectations. If you cannot handle it, then just go be a happy member. Iba talaga ang standard, iba ang expectations pag worker ka. You're God's generals. You're a general in the army. Ang general is a soldier who stands at attention, waiting for commands. And when he gets the orders, he's responsible to implement and to carry out that whole battle strategy exactly the way the instructions were given. Not delayed obedience, not partial obedience, 100% obeying the instructions that were given to him. Ang generals, when they come to the meeting with the commander-in-chief, yung hari or yung president, they come with ballpin, laptop, whatever. They come and they write down the instructions. Talagang take notes para hindi kailangan ng paulit-ulit yung general sa kanya. They write notes. Isang sabi lang, Yes, sir. They go. Wala na excuse. There's no debates. Now, let me give you my heart. Let me just humble down for a minute. I'm going to share with you my heart. Pagdating sa strategy table, let's say, nag-uusap tayo, nag-meeting tayo, kayo ng core, worship team, staff, nag-uusap-usap tayo about how to do something. Okay? Nag-download na yung leader about the vision, ito yung direction natin, ito yung dapat mangyari sa Sunday or sa ministries natin. During that time na nag-uusap-usap, malaya ang bawat isa na mag-input. Kaya nadudun ka. Because mahalaga ang ideas mo. Kaya nadudun ka. Kung ayaw namin yung ideas mo, hindi ka kasama sa meeting. Okay? So, talagang malaya ka magbigay ng, ng, ng suggestions, ng pwede ka mag-question, eh, hey, bakit ganyan, ganyan? Pwede ka mag-oppose, mag, uh, pwede ka mag-release mag, mag, uh, ng mga other suggestions, pwede ka magsabi, magsabi mo, I don't agree with that, I think dapat na ganito, ganyan. So, pwede tayo mag-usap-usap doon. Ma- malaya ang bawat isa na mag-input ng suggestions, ng ideas. But, once na may decision na, once your leader decides, kasi a wise leader will listen. What's your idea? A wise leader will listen to the advice of the counselors. Okay? Mga generals. Give me your, give me, you're a general. I, maybe I'm the commander-in-chief, but you're the generals. 
Ikaw nakaalam about food and beverage. Ikaw nakaalam sa, sa stage. Ikaw nakaalam sa gift shop or sa, sa beverage table or sa, sa info table. Okay, kayo nakaalam. So give me your best ideas, your suggestions. Kung hindi ka agree dun sa direction, pwede ka magsabi na, I don't feel peace about that. Ito ang sinasabi ni God sa akin. Malaya. But once the leader makes the decision, wala nang question. You give 100% loyalty and obedience and no excuses. Okay? Do you understand? Pwede ka magbigay ng ideas and puts doon sa usapan, doon sa meeting. But once the decision is made, once we agree, then your responsibility is 100% loyalty to the vision and to your leader. No excuses. You can't say, I forgot. If you say, I forgot, it's disobedience. Now, maybe, and I know that sometimes in your own pagtingin sa sarili mo, you think, oh, very pure naman yung heart ko. Nakalimutan ko lang. Disobedience. Your heart is not pure. You think your heart is pure, just like Saul thought his heart was pure. Hey, but I forgot. It's an impure heart. You might think that your heart is okay, but it's not if you disobey. Well, I just forgot. I'm sorry. Next, okay. Sabi nung Panginoon kay Saul, you're out. I'm going to look for a man after my own heart who's willing to obey everything I command. You understand? Oh, this is war. I'm talk, that's why I just had the leaders come here. Not everybody's in this meeting. Just you. Because you have a higher standard. You might think, well, you just don't compromise. Are you hearing me? And that's my heart. Sometimes it happened that you were given an instruction and you didn't obey. And in your own mind, yung, sarili, yung pagtingin sa sarili mo is, wala ka namang masamang intention. You have good intentions. But if you disobeyed, you will not be in favor with God and with your leader. If you, dis, if you continually disobey me, I will still love you. But I'm going to stop talking to you about strategy. I'll talk to you as a brother or sister in Christ, but I will not come to you as a leader. If you disobey me over and over and over again, I will not treat you like a leader. I'll just treat you like any regular member who needs to repent. <laughs> Do you understand? If you want me to treat you like a leader, you obey. Then I will treat you like a leader. I will turn to you for help. I will come to you and I'll say, you're, you're my core. You're my pit crew. Armor bearer. Faithful. That's the word. You're faithful. You're obedient. But if I say something, give a command, give a, a direction, you don't write it down, 
You don't take it seriously. You, you treat it like it's not a big deal. It's not important. Maybe for you, you think your heart is still okay. But actually, you're deceived. You need to do a lot of repenting. Because a disobedient heart is not a pure heart. Even if you think you're okay. Because you sacrificed a lot. You're working hard in the church. But remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay? Now, what we can do right now is spend a few minutes. I want you to pair off into groups of about four with your own section. And I want you to discuss and share one or two na yung sinabi ko na talagang, wow, may impact sa'yo. Maaring good impact or maaring bad impact maaring nasaktan ka, maaring na-encourage ka, maaring na-warning ka, whatever na any impact sa'yo, good or bad, I want you to share in a group of about four people each. So four, 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 four like that. Four, maximum of, of four. Three to four like that. Okay? Can you pair off with your partners right now and just share what you, kung ano yung impact sa'yo doon sa Bible study natin ngayon. Okay, yung iba, may mga questions regarding yung obedience and disobedience. Mas maganda na ma-share nyo para ma-i-address ni team and everybody could ben- uh, can benefit. Okay, so yung may mga questions kanina sa mga grupo-grupo, pwedeng mag-raise ng hand and ask yung question. Ati Lolit. kasi yung ano yung ang destino ko noon sa field tapos meron na yung taon na idinistino ako dito sa building na ito tapos ayaw ko as in talaga um, kaya lang uh, sumunod ako pero may sama ako ng loob sa leader ko obedience pa rin ba yon yun ang tanong ko okay so the question is is it obedience if nag-obey ka sa labas but on the inside hindi ka nag-obey? Okay? Okay? Masama ang loob. Okay? Actually, God is looking at your heart as well as your actual actions. Sabi ni Jesus about the two, boy, the two sons. Sabi ng father dun sa isang son, go and work in the field. Sabi niya, ayoko. Sabi nung sa, sa isang son, go and work in the field. Sabi niya, opo, opo, father. Now, yung first son, na nagsabi na, ayaw ko, mamaya-maya, nagsisi siya. Sabi niya, sige, sige. Mali, mali yung attitude ko. At nagsisi siya, at pumunta. Sabi niya, hindi, hindi ako pumunta. Pumunta siya. Yung isang son, na sabi niya, opo, father, gagawin ko, hindi niya talaga ginawa. 
Sabi ni Jesus, sino ba talaga nag-obey? Eh siyempre, yung talagang nag- pumunta. Kahit itong isa sabi niya, opo, opo, hindi naman pumunta. Hindi, siya, di, di talaga siya nag-obey. The other one, nung una, masama ang attitude niya, nag-rebel, the, nag-rebel siya, but actually, he still pushed aside yung gusto niya, tinabi niya yung sarili niyang preferences, yung sarili niyang kagustuhan, at sumunod siya, siya yung talagang nag-obey. Are you following me? So even if ayaw mo, pero nag-obey ka, God honors that. Tingnan mo si Jesus. Ilang beses siya nag-pray na, if it be your will, ayoko, maghanap ka ng ibang paraan, ayokong na dumaan sa cup of suffering na ito. And nag-pray si Jesus na ayaw niyang pumunta sa cross. Three times he prayed, let there be another way. I don't want to go to the cross. He's crying, he's sweating, he's praying, he's, he's so masama talaga ang loob niya. Because he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to obey the command of his father. But ito ang prayer niya. Not my will, but your will be done. And so what Jesus did is what we have to do. You submit your will. Submit means, the word submit, submission. Here's what the word submission means. It's putting your mission below another mission. Like a submarine. You know what a submarine is? Yung parang boat or something, it goes underwater. It goes under. When you submit, your submission is you're putting your mission under the mission of your leader. And that's what Jesus did. He made his mission lower. He said, your will be done. So when you obey, kahit ayomo. It's like fasting. You know what fasting is, right? Your body wants to eat, but you don't eat. And your body might even have a masamang chan. Sabi ni Lolit, masama ang loob niya. Because she's not fasting her body. It's a fasting of the will. It's a fasting of your desires. I want my desires. I want my, my preference. I want my way. And then you say, okay, I, I want my way, but I won't get my way this time. I won't take my own way. I push my way aside. So you're fasting in the realm of your will. And you're breaking your will. And you're surrendering your will. And putting your will under the Spirit's desires. And so the rank of your Spirit is higher rank than your will and your body. And most people, their body is the highest rank, whatever feels good. Or maybe their soul and their, their will is higher. I, I, I just do whatever I want to do. And then the Spirit is quenched down below. No, the Spirit is where Jesus is. Yan yung talagang highest rank. The Spirit of Jesus is the Lord of your life. Are you following me? So the question is, should I still obey even if I don't want to? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, if you got, again, 
You can share your feelings. Your leaders will listen to you. If you say, but I don't want to do that. And here's the reason why. And you say, I, I think I could do this better. I want to do this. There's a time when you can, you can argue, you can debate, you can share your feelings, you can share what you want. May time, may place where you can bring your ideas and talk about it. Even Jesus did that. Ang prayer niya is, Father, wala bang ibang paraan? Can, you know, nagre-resist siya, nag-oppose siya. But the final decision is still, not my will, your will. Basically, ang answer ng Panginoon Diyos, ng Father ni Jesus, when Jesus prayed, is there another way? Ayoko, ayoko. Sabi ng Father is, no. My final decision is, you on the cross. Okay. It's not what I want, but I'll obey. Okay? Now, maybe next time, the father would say, okay. Okay, Okay, if you want that, we can do that. I'll do that. But not every time. Listen, sometimes when you say, but I want this, your wish will be granted. But not every time. You cannot demand. You can only request. And trust the Lord and His decision will lead you to the right decision, the right path, okay? Minsan, even Bambi, I, I'm leading her, Minsan, she'll say, but I want this, I want that. Okay, sure. Sometimes she'll say, can we go here? No. Okay? Malaya can ask. You can ask what you want. You just can't demand. I want my own way. No, you can't demand. Remember, we're servants. We're friends, but we're still servants. Okay, other questions? Yung kanina dito sa amin, yung um, merong binanggit kanina si pastor na kapag paulit-ulit na hindi nag-o-obey, hindi kanina niya ititreat na leader. And then syempre, yung mga leaders, somehow, ang nagiging, ano niya, ang nagiging reaction is parang self-condemnation failed na naman ako leader ba talaga ako uh, I clarified oh you want me to clarify what do I mean by Okay, okay. What I'm saying, I don't, I don't mean I'm not going to talk to you. What I'm saying is, as a leader, uh, 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 let's say this is war, okay? We're friends, we're per- but this is also a war. When a general comes to make a strategy, I mean, when the, when a, the president or the king says, we're going to make a strategy, and I need to call my top advisors, Okay? He's not going to call the private and the foot soldier. He's not going to go talk to them and consult with them. Yeah, he loves all the people in his kingdom. But he's not going to go talk to the foot soldiers and the people that are not obeying. He's going to look for the loyal, responsive, obedient generals. I need one from the Air Force, the Navy, the Marine, and the Army. And these are the people he's going to talk to. 
Why? Because he knows when I give a command to the Marine General, he's going to take the marching orders and run with it. The, the, the Commander-in-Chief, the President or the King, is not going to waste his time trying to give a sales pitch to a captain who is sometimes obedient and sometimes rebellious. This is war. Listen to me. This is a war. We're in a spiritual war. The people that I'm going to call to my consultation table, that I'm going to have advising me in my pit crew, the people that I'm going to talk to about the direction, about the vision for this next season of the church are not going to be the people with partial obedience and delayed obedience they're not, I'm not going to go talk and consult with the people that has nothing to say to me and that if I say something to them, they just go away and forget it. When I say, let's have a meeting, they don't even bring a ballpen. They don't write it down. I'm not going to talk to these people. I love you. I accept you. You're righteous in my eyes. You understand? But I'm not going to have you at the planning table with me. The people that are going to be at the planning table to make strategy for the warfare of this army are the people that obey. The people that catch the vision and run with the vision. That's what I mean. So please don't, as I shared this, some of you felt condemned. Okay, That's, that's a whispering of the, of, of the devil to make you feel condemned. I'm not condemning you. You are not condemned in my eyes, nor in the eyes of the Lord. Acceptance, love, right standing, that's free. Promotion, favor, and blessing depends on obedience. Are you following me? We are all loved by God, even when we're rebellious and disobedient. God loves you. He accepts you. Jesus paid for your sin. So, hindi, hindi issue ang kasalanan mo sa, sa mata ng Dios. Okay? But God does not reward and promote and give favor to disobedient children. Diba? Parang, that's very, parang awkward eh. Against dun sa nature ng Dios. Na nag-disobey ka, nag-rebelde ka, hindi ka nag-obey, hindi ka nag-trust. And the Lord will just, okay, here's a reward. Here's promotion. Here's favor. No. God loves you unconditionally. He forgives your sins. You're in acceptable right standing sa Kanya lagi. He will never reject you. He will never leave you or forsake you. But disobedient children cannot expect promotion and favor and reward and intimacy with the Lord. Are you following me? The Bible says that um, the secrets of the Lord are reserved for those who fear Him. With them, He shares the secrets of His covenant. So there's, there's a certain level of you know, intimacy, closeness, the pit crew. So I'm just sharing with you, leaders of this church who are going to be the ones that I really turn to I say, I need, your, I need you to catch this vision and run with that. Those are going to be the ones that when they receive an instructions, they don't forget it. They don't diso disobey. 
They don't rebel. They don't resist. They say, yes, sir. And they go do it. They obey. So please understand, this is not for condemnation. But I'm telling you, obedience comes before blessing. Okay, any other question? You got a question there? Yeah, go ahead. Ginap, don't go. Ito para naman sa leaders to, Pastor, yung tinanong ko sa'yo kanina. Gusto ko lang kasi i-clarify, no? Kasi it's easy to receive instruction than to give commands or give instructions. Because the leader who gives instructions might have the feeling of ineffectiveness or feeling of being a loser. If the team members cannot, cannot do the commands or fail to obey them. No, tendency is the leader, um, the leaders might stop being a leader or give instructions. So my question, Pastor, is what should the leaders do to do uh, to continue the leading even if the members are failing to obey? Good question, Henry. A leader has got to be willing to stand alone. It's what we call courageous leadership. A true leader will never walk alone, but he must be willing to walk alone. Are you following me? I remember the time of crossover in this church, and the Lord was very clearly showing me the direction that I had to leave this church. And that was a time Loli was with me. She even said to me, I warn you, Sabinya, if you do this, if you go this direction, everybody will leave. Nobody will follow you. Uh-oh, about using instruments, being a spirit-filled church, having uh, exciting praise and worship, all this. Sabinya, if you do this, all the members are going to leave. Nobody will follow you. And I said, so be it. I said, even if. Even if everybody will leave. Sabina, you be ready. Everybody's going to leave. I said, okay. I'm ready for that. You understand? Do I want that? No. But a leader has to have such a passion and such a conviction of what's right that makakapagsabi I'm going the right direction even if nobody will follow me. You see, in the Philippines, most people want to follow the masses. Just be with the crowd. Just go with the flow. But it takes a courageous leader, a Christian, a general in God's army to say, I will go the right direction. Kahit walang sumunod sa akin. Now, if you have that courage, people will follow you. But you've got to be willing to go and stand even if no one does follow you. When you preach and you teach the truth, it might not be popular. People might get hurt. Their feelings might get hurt. They might, un they might misunderstand you. But if you've got a word in your heart that's from the Lord, you've got to have the courage to release it even if it makes you unpopular and uncelebrated and unappreciated that's courageous leadership so Henry the, quest the question that you said is what do you do to, 
if they don't follow you, just keep going. Because not everybody will always follow and obey, but some will. See? And others won't at first, but later they'll see and then they'll follow. So you just have to have a courageous leadership heart. Sabai with love and passion for the sheep. Okay? Courage doesn't mean you don't care about people. You care about them, but you care about them so much that you're going to not compromise the direction that God is telling you to go. You understand? So it goes together. Strong leadership, passionate care, compassion, care for the people. But because you care for them doesn't mean you, you abandon the mission and say, okay, we'll just do whatever you want. Dahil compassionate ang heart ko sa mga sheep. Sige, kung anong gusto niyo, okay lang. That's not love. That's compromise. Love is you love them and you know what's best for them and you lead them not where they want to go. You lead them where they need to go. Are you following me? That's right. Okay, any other question there? of my groups <laughs> what if thou if the leader is wrong are you are you still obeying the short answer is yes that's the short answer if the leader is wrong should I still obey yes does that shock you does that shock you that I would say yes eh, yeah, but, 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 but he's wrong I'm not going to follow somebody who's wrong. You know what? Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's not. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you think he's wrong, but he's not. But here's the point. When we follow our leaders, we're not really following that person. We're following God. And when you follow a leader and submit and follow that leader, even though you think at the back of your mind, you think, I think he's wrong. I think he's wrong. Kahit na anong nasa akala mo, you follow trusting God. Trust, you remember, you're trusting God. So that even if it is wrong, God will honor your trusting Him. You say, Lord, I think it's wrong, but I trust you. And you put me under this leader, so I'm going to follow this direction, even though I think it's wrong. And I trust you to make it right even if it's wrong. You understand? Because God makes all things work together for the good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. So even if you think it's wrong, you can trust that God will make it work, make it work out right. See? That's how it works. Now, if you really believe it's sinful, okay, there's a difference between wrong and sinful. Okay, if your leader is telling you to do something sinful, it's obvious that's a sin, then you don't do that. Okay? You understand the difference between wrong and sinful? Well, I, don't, I, I just don't agree. I don't think we should have coffee uh, during movie night. I just don't agree with that. I think that's, you know, that's silly. It's only six people. It's only three people. It's only pastor that drinks coffee. I don't think we need that big... You know, so, you know, you might think in your mind, it's wrong. That's a wrong thing. We don't need that. I don't want that. We shouldn't have 
the tambourine. We shouldn't have four songs. We shouldn't have this. Whatever uh, you think is wrong. Okay. Iba yung ganon na nagdi-disagree ka kaysa yung yung leader said to you, um, nakawin mo yung ano dyan. You do something sinful. The leader says, you know, why don't you just go sleep together? Dalawa lang kayo. Okay lang. Doon kayo sa beach, uh, beach cottage. Doon kayo mag- That's a sinful thing. I don't think our leaders in this church are telling you to do that. Okay? That's why, that's why ang short answer ko was yes. Because I don't think that in this church, leaders are telling members to do sinful things. And if that happens, I'm going to be the first one to discipline that leader. And if I'm the one telling you to do something sinful, my wife is going to point it out to me. She's going to tell me that's wrong. It's sinful. And if that doesn't work, my leaders are also going to correct me. And if they don't correct me, you can tell my leaders and they're going to correct me. Do you understand? Everybody has to follow a leader, even me. So I just want to tell you that basically, hindi mo pwedeng sabihin that you are submitted to your leaders until such time na kailangan mong sumunod sa panahon na nagdi-disagree ka. Hindi tunay na submission kung nag-agree ka lagi. You always agree, you always agree, you always agree. Hindi pa submission yun. Eh gusto mo rin eh. Ang tunay na submission is when sumunod ka na ayaw mo. Yan ang tunay na pwede mong sabihin, I'm following, I'm submitting to my leaders. Sa araw na you totally disagree, pero sumunod ka rin. That's the time na pwede mong sabihin, I am submitted to my leaders. Pag hindi pa dumating sa buhay mo na nag-submit ka kahit ayaw mo, hindi ka pa talagang totally submitted sa leadership. At darating pa sa'yo ng tunay na test. When your leader will tell you, I want you to do this, and you don't agree, and you don't think it's right, but you still make a choice. Because if you follow only what you agree with, that's not submission. That's easy. You're just doing what you want to do. Nakatoon lang. It just happens to be na the same thing na sinasabi ng leader. Pero you're just doing what you want to do. That's not really submission. Submission is when you do what you don't want to do and you don't agree with it, but you're trusting the Lord through that leader. Remember, you're not just trusting man. We don't put our trust in man, in our leaders. Don't put your trust in me. We trust the Lord and obey the Lord, but it comes through an appointed person. You know, very simple. If I said, okay, Bambi, you, you organized a class today, and I gave her that delegated authority, and then she will say, okay, uh, cancel the worship practice, or cancel your meeting, or whatever bonding you had. Just, you know what? You're not submitting to Bambi. If she told you to do that, you're submitting to me. Because I told her I want you to do this. See? That's how the chain of command works. Okay? So did that, who answered? Yes, that was your question. That was your question? Manolin's question. Okay, anybody else have one? 
Aimee came in late. I just wanted to share with you, we were doing a Bible study from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 13, 14, and 15, all about the downfall of King Saul. And then the topic had gone a little bit more into about following leaders. And basically, we're talking about obedience, which is better to obey than even to sacrifice a lot. Okay, what's the root? San galing ang disobedience. Why would you obey or why would you disobey? Okay? What do you think? What makes a person obey? What did Jesus say? If you blank, blank. If you love me, obey my commandments. So what could make a person obey? Love. Love. First of all, love for Jesus. If you love Jesus, you obey his commandments. And that even means obeying his commandments through the person he put in your life. If you don't love Jesus, you won't obey him. And let me tell you something. Each time you obey, it's like it costs you something. Right? It's a cost. But you're not paying Philippine currency or U.S. currency. It's costing you love. It's like you have this love account in your heart. And let's say you have 10 credits of love. And you love the Lord. And you love your leaders. And you love the church. And you, and you say, and then the, the, uh, the leader will come and tell you, I, I want you to do this. Could you, could you do this? And you say, oh, man. But, I, you know, that thing you're telling me costs nine credits of love. And I only have ten. If I do that, if I do what you say, it's going to cost me all of the love that I have for you. Almost all. I'm only going to have a little bit of... But because you love, you obey. Now that costs you nine credits of love. Now you're left with only one. Low balance cannot, right? No. Wrong. Because what happens when you obey, you're replenished. And you spent nine credits of love to obey that commandment. But the return back, because you obeyed, is a mir miraculous 15 credits of love. You got back more than you spent. So now with 15 credits of love, you can obey the next commandment, which is even more difficult and costs more. Now I say, okay, I can trust you with small. I want you to do this. Oh, pastor, that's too hard. That's going to cost me 14 credits of love. And I only have 15. I want you to do it. But that's going to take almost everything I have. I want you to do it. So, boom, you spend 14 credits of love and you obey because you love Jesus. If you love me, you obey. But what happens is a miracle happens. Now you get 25 credits of love back. And your balance of love keeps growing. Every time you obey, your love for Jesus grows. You get a bigger love deposit in you. Until eventually, you got 25 credits and the Lord asks you to do something which costs 25 credits. It takes everything you have. But the good news is, the love keeps growing. 
The question of bamboo is, what is the root sa isang nag, nagdi-disobey or hindi nag-obey? Kulang sa love. And you know where love comes from. Love, come, love and trust, because you obey those you trust. You won't obey if you don't trust. You won't love someone you don't trust. That comes by knowing someone. If we know Jesus, we'll love him. If you don't really know Jesus, you won't love him. But if you kung kilala mo talaga si Jesus, if you know him, kung sino talaga siya sa buhay mo, you will love him. Everything about him. He is altogether lovely. So you'll love him. And you know what? If you know my heart, you'll love me. If you don't know me, you might obey sometimes. Partial, maybe delayed. If you don't know my heart, maybe you'll obey me out of, out of fear or guilt or or something like this Bible study. If you don't know my heart, you won't love me. And you'll just maybe just obey just to follow the flow. But if you really know my heart, and really know Bambi's heart, you'll know where, where we want to lead you, not for our own selfish ambition, but where we want to lead you for the highest good of your own life and your own future and your own destiny and the kingdom of God in your life and in this generation, then you'll say, well, I, 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 trust, this, I trust this man. I trust the Lord through this man. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release my faith in God in the direction that he's leading me. See, don't put your trust in a man. You're, put, you're putting your trust in God, but you release your trust to God through a tangible earth representative in this direction, in this church. Yes, the church of Christ is whole all over the world, all the people who are Christians. But there's a, a local, earthly, physical church family. You release your commitment and you release your trust in God through a man who's leading you in God's purposes for your life. That's how it works. So when you don't know me, you don't know the Lord, you won't trust me or the Lord, you won't love, you won't obey. So I say, get to know the Lord, get to know your leaders. Ask them, what, what, what's the passion of your heart? What's your intention for me? You'll start loving them and trusting them. And when you love someone... Madililang ang obedience. It flows natural. It's not hard. It's not hard to obey someone you love. It's impossible to consistently obey someone that you don't love. That's why even if you don't know me or love me, you can still obey because it's really the Lord that you're obeying. And not man. So if you have a hard time, your leader is younger than you, or not experienced, or they offend you. If your leader is, uh, you know, nakaka offend, nakaka insult, masyadong sharp, magsalita, and so you don't really have loving feelings for your leader, it's okay. Because you're just obeying the Lord, not that person. So just obey, just follow the Lord through that person. 
Now, many times I've been sharing with you. Any other question? You just raise your hand. But I'll share with you something about the generals. So, uh, it's 5.15 now. Okay. What time is the worship practice? Five. Okay, we'll close in prayer, and then you can just uh, let the Holy Spirit finish the rest of the teaching, okay? <laughs> but please, as leaders, do not, I just want to say this, meditate on this. Do not waste your influence. Yeah. Use your influence. Don't waste it. Okay, let's pray. Yeah, that's why leaders doing services, bring yourself to the front. You're a general. Remember, as leaders and workers, you're a general in God's army. So don't waste your influence. You're a general. Don't act like a, a private. Okay? Hindi pwedeng sabihin ng general ng Navy, oh, I just want to be an ordinary soldier. I don't want to know. Hindi po pwede yun. Kasi general ka, may influence ka, may dalaka ng influence. Don't waste it. Huwag mong sayangin ang influence na meron ka. Release it in the right direction, in the flow of the church and work with your other leaders para matagumpay matag- na kalabasan. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this army of leaders, generals, generals in your navy, your air force, marine, your army, and I just pray an anointing on them, Lord, that they will be leaders of leaders and unquestioned loyalty. Not following man, but trusting you and following you and obeying. Not partial, not delayed, but quick to obey. Quick to take seriously every instruction that had been downloaded to them. And Lord, I pray for a a submitted will that we will have times of desire fasting and just obey whatever you say and let the Spirit be the Lord. And Lord, in, 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 in this church, let there be a culture of quick obedience. And Lord, hanggang sa kahit na sa minsan contra sa desire, but Lord, that the desire desires will just say, not my will, but your will be done. And Lord, that in the process, mapapalitan ng mga desires po namin. And we will get new desires and a new heart na swak and ayon sa kalooban mo. And that our desires will become in alignment with your desires. But in every case, we'll just be willing to submit and surrender our will to your own good purposes. Thank you that we can trust you and we can obey you with all that we have. In Jesus' name, amen.